today on Codepin Radio. Hello, everybody. Codepen Radio number 324. Um, we're going to call it something like, how can we help you better? Cause I like that that's a call to action, which we, we rarely do on this podcast, but it is kind of going to be one. And in fact, if you just change podcasts right now, that's our question to you. How can we help you better? Feel free to write to us at support at codepen.io or hit that support link or whatever. Tell us anything you want to know of, like if you had a question about CodePen or a way that you think we could help you as a CodePen user better. But in this podcast, we're going to elaborate that and talk about why we're thinking about that. I have Marie on with me. Hey, Marie. Hey, everybody. Yeah, Marie, as you know, one of her many duties is kind of heading up support at CodePen. And that we've talked on this podcast in the not-so-distant past about basically how well support is going in, in that if the only metric for support is volume, our volume of support is quite low. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's decreased a whole lot. And, you know, in the, in the previous episode, we talked about our theories on why it's, it's right. decreased. Um, so I'm not going to get too far into that. Now, but, you know, one of the things that we've been thinking about because we've reduced the volume of support so much is that, like, we could do more, <laughs> we could take yeah. on more, and uh, we want to make sure that we're being, you know, that we're giving people what they need to really succeed with using CodePen. And so that's where our, that's what we're wondering about right now. That's what we're trying to uncover. Yes, yes. And there's lots of nuance to that. So, so the, the goal being, if we're going to state one or work around one, is that if any user has any question at all about how CodePen works, that, that they can find that answer. Right. And anyway, you know, if you need to write to us to ask that question, because that's how you operate, please do. You know, we're not going to. We're not going to not make that hard for you in any way or, but better probably is for you to find the answer yourself. I think we, you see that manifest at lots of companies where you try to find the support form, some kind of way to send a message because probably you've already looked to try to solve the question yourself. Because of course, if you can just solve it yourself, that's faster. It's just more satisfying to just solve it yourself. So I think a lot of companies are like, just look for the answer yourself first. And then if you absolutely can't find it, then email us. But you feel the internal vibe is feels like they're pushing you away from human-powered customer support. And I think that's, in, in a, some way, that's how we're going to attempt to not roll at first here because we don't need to you know like we our human powered support is fine and i don't like that it feels off-putting to have a company that i'm particularly that i'm paying even though a lot of our support is unpaid but when i'm paying them i don't want to be pushed away from human powered support yeah it's it's weird because it's like you kind of want to strike a balance between being able to find something on your own and getting help when you need it and and yeah i do know what you mean where it's like you land on a support page and it's almost like a, it's almost like you have to play a game to get to the point where you can uh, talk to somebody. Maybe you even you know? have to perform a search. It won't even right. show you the link unless you do the search. Or I think more commonly, it's just way, 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 way at the bottom. You know, right. scroll, 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 scroll. So, and then, and then you might be able to find it. Cause what they're trying to say is search the docs or use the forums or blah, 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 blah. You know, here, check out the FAQs. And I kind of get that because if you do a lot of customer smart, as we both have, a lot of questions can be the same. 
mm-hmm. that's why when you call, you know, like the joke about, you know, did you did you unplug it and plug it back in? All those kind of simple things. Because it turns out in doing support, that often works. Yeah, that's so, the thing. I mean, the those initial steps, those initial troubleshooting steps, which I know are annoying for people when they are yeah. asked to do them, solve the problem most of the time. You know, did you... Are you using browser extensions? Is there any difference when you're not? That solves so That's many problems. That's our pl- unplug it and plug it back yeah, in. That's exactly. probably our top <laughs> answer for it. And a browser plugin is sometimes like Ghostery or uBlock Origin or and then just as likely it's a work firewall thing where they mm-hmm. don't even see it necessarily or some other kind of like system level security software. And we just don't know it's so different each time. That it's kind of like, I, I don't even know how to help you, although we are looking at ways to like attempt to figure out if that's what it is programmatically and tell right. you. I don't know how successful we'll be just yet, but I think there's a way to like, you know, hit a domain name. And if it looks blocked to us, then show a modal or something that's like, this looks like it could be being blocked is that right. possible before just saying error, sad face, mm, right to, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, a, that is something that we're, that we're working on. Um, a lot of our error messages don't give enough information in context for people to solve things on their own. Um, and that's something that we are looking at working on, like just making the error messages themselves more useful instead of, instead of, like you said, just like, error uh-oh <laughs> you know? yeah um, because one of the things that that is important here when we're talking about you know helping people find information and get help from you know for themselves is that we're not on 24 7 we're based in the u.s and we keep you know mostly west coast hours um which means that we are async from a lot of our members you know many of our members are in europe uh, and their day starts many hours before any of our days start. You know, I'm on the East Coast in the U.S., but I actually kind of run a little bit more more West Coast to be more in sync with the team. So, you know, it because you don't want to put people in a situation where they're having to wait hours and hours and hours to get an answer, you want to put stuff right in their hands right away. So that's, you know, things like improving error messages and also just like making the documentation more searchable and more friendly to find your answers is a goal of ours because it's like we are not we don't have 24 7 support this isn't a massive mm-hmm. company with a huge support team or even like with the automated stuff where it's just like we got your ticket look at these possible things you know like that that's not a particularly satisfying answer either so we do want to be like right up front with the problem like the the ideal case is like there's a problem and the solution is suggested to you immediately you know yeah, absolutely. Because think how satisfying that is. You know, the risk is, is, is the worst, the worst possible thing could happen. The user's just like, you know what? Screw it. Screw this. Screw it. Goodbye. Yeah. That's a problem. That's mm-hmm. lost revenue. It's lost engagement. It's just sucks, you know? And people get to that point before they even write the first email. Because not everybody's like, well, you we can't figure it out. I guess I'll, I guess I'll type paragraphs to another right. human being with no real promise that it's going to come back. Like we promise, but you don't know that, you know, like, sure, yeah. you know, so, so some, we get, we get tickets, but, but in our opinion, almost not enough in a way, especially if you're pro and this is, you know, something that we can, we can get into a little bit is that if you've given us money, we do internally try to 
you know, like we even have like have a special tag when the ticket comes in. It's not like it's not like it's not like at the airport where they only do the premium line before they do the free line or anything. It's not like that line in the sandy. But of course, like I just want to give you, if I possibly can, even more white glove service. And I, you know, sometimes that's a little wishy-washy, I guess. But but still, you've paid us money. We get so much support from free users that it's like I definitely would I would definitely want to help somebody that's giving me money more so because it's just human nature. You're just more valuable to this company. Right. And And we don't hear from them. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. Well, and we and we have talked about that and kind of thought that out. Um, a lot of the, you know, a lot of the disparity is just volume. You know, there are yeah. way fewer pros than there are free members. Um, but the types of things that pro members write us about and the types of things that free members write us about are, are very different. You know, when we uh, get support tickets from free members, a lot of the time it's about stuff we can't actually help with. And that's yeah, stuff it's like, like, how do know, I make these tabs work on my WordPress website or whatever? Right, right, exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, we also get support tickets from people who are not even registered members. We will get people who will write in about a pen. They'll be like, you know, I'm trying to use this on my website and it's not working. What do I yeah. do? You know, because there's a bit of a misunderstanding of what our support really is. You know, we we don't support the code samples that are on CodePen. That's those are the work of the people who made them, you know. So those are the types of tickets that we get from from free members, you know, more so than from pro members. Occasionally, we'll get pros who expect that there's some assistance with code, and we just, you know, we just talk that out with them. Um, but pro members usually have different types of questions. It's more likely to be a feature request, and then you know, stuffs about stuff about subscription and things like that. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, in part, we don't hear as much from pro members because. They know what they're doing. They know how to use the product. They know how to write their code. So they don't need as much help. Uh, but, it, you know, it is it is something that we would like to... They still leave, you know? Yeah, exactly. And it's like we, we kind of want to know more about that. And we also kind of want to know more about why people who stick around are sticking around. Like, what are we doing right? You know, what... And, and so, you know, it is a little bit of a mystery. And we, we are kind of working on more ways to reach out directly to our pro members and have more conversation with our pro members because, you know, yeah, like you said, they're the ones who keep the lights on here. <laughs> so uh, they, are our prior- they are our priority. This episode of CodePen Radio is brought to you in part by Automatic, you know, makers of WooCommerce and Jetpack and WordPress.com and a bunch of other kind of smaller companies that do niche really cool things. Automatic's always buying cool companies, I think. One of those somewhat recently is called MailPoet. I had a chance to check it out for the first time not long ago. And so it's a plug-in for your self-hosted WordPress site, or it works on WordPress.com too, so not necessarily self-hosted. Because, you know, if you have the business plan or the e-commerce plan on WordPress.com, you can just install plugins just like it's any other WordPress site. You even have FTP access and database access. Pretty impressive, really. But the deal with MailPoet is that it's like a newsletter builder right in WordPress. So you might, you know, you can imagine other newsletter builder products that are separate, that are like, yeah, sure, you can use us to send newsletters. But that's basically all we do. We're not necessarily integrated with your website or your CMS in some other way. This brings that newsletter creating and publishing experience right into WordPress and then sending to 
they have the ascending service. So if you have, you know, if you have a 50,000 email newsletter list, you can't really just let your WordPress site send those. You need a, a proper email sender. They're that too and can do that. Now, Automatic buys them. Guess what? Now it's fully integrated with WooCommerce. So logical extension there. You have like a paid newsletter product that you can just make by clicking some buttons. You know, you set up a subscription in WooCommerce. People buy the subscription. And then in MailPoet, you say, I'm going to send to a segment of users that are users that have this subscription. Boom. Now you got full control. You, you have your own paid newsletter product right on your website that you probably need anyway. So pretty darn cool. Thanks for the support, Automatic, and the suite of products, including MailPoet. If you're pro on CodePen, there is quite literally a promise. We're not only going to read your email, but you're very definitely going to get a response. I mean, that goes for free users too, uh, unless it looks like spam or something. But, you know, like we respond to emails. That's just the way it mm-hmm. is. So, but, but if you're pro, we really, really want to hear from you. Like, we'll, I will do anything in my power to make that. Even if it's a feature request, I can't. We don't do like email-driven feature development, really. But as we've said on the podcast before, we do log all those requests and yep. and make product decisions based on them in aggregate. Um, so that's a thing like your, it's like your thing doesn't mean we're going to just build it overnight, but it is a vote for said thing, you know? Yeah. And we log them all. Yeah. So that's a way that we can help you. But any, but there's gotta be things that we're not thinking of. So if it's just like, you're a person out there, that's like, I, I would like help with something even, and even, and especially I'd say if it's kind of like above and beyond kind of support, like, like what, what, what is any idea you have of something where we could like just help you, you know? And that's probably the line is drawn at where some of the places we've already drawn it. Like I can't teach you react. I can't edit your WordPress website, but you know, maybe some better general advice on where to go or, or whatever, you know, like you, you tell us what, what above and beyond support would be like for you. And especially at the pro level, like we don't, I don't, I don't think we make any particular pro promises for sport, but we could, you know? Yeah. You know, that, that's something that we've talked about. The, the hesitation there is that we're not 24-7. Like, you know, if yeah, if we right, had a right. 24-7 support team and a big support team, we could definitely make more. We can't say you'll get a response in an hour like some companies can't because we just right. don't have the stuff. Yeah. Right. Like during our business days, during our business week, you do. You yeah. know, but we, uh, we yeah, we're gonna close beat the that. desk on. In fact, we yeah. know we're going to beat that. Well, yeah, we, we saw less, less, less numbers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we are closed on the U.S. holidays. We're closed at the U.S. nighttime, so it's not, it's not 24 seven. So yeah, it's like, we're not at the point where we can make those types of uh, declarations about what you get as a pro, but you know, we can say if you write us during our business week, during our business hours, you'll hear from us right away. Mm -hmm. We also know that there's these different levels. So we've talked about, you can write in, that's a pretty like extreme level of, of help we'll do that. We don't offer anything like phone and stuff. And I, there's no real push for that here. Like nobody wants to be on the phone all the time. I mean, if you're super enterprise, I'm going to go ahead and okay that I'll give you my personal cell. If you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but for average users, even, even a premium pro thing, like being on the phone, is just hard to sustain at the, at just at what we charge for CodePen. You know, mm-hmm. it's just not, 
tenable kind of thing. But okay, so that's the extreme side. But then there's like docs, which is a notch down from that. Of course we have docs. Docs are vital to a product like ours that explain what to do. So part of making support better and you getting good support is us having good docs. Just somewhat recently, this is new for us. This is, we probably should have done this about a hundred years ago, but there's a thing at the bottom of all docs. It just says, was this page helpful to you? Yes or no. You click it. And now all of a sudden we've got aggregates on whether a particular page was helpful or not, and can identify ones in which there's a higher volume of not helpful, which just allows us to just boom, zero in on that doc, uh, attempt to figure out why and improve it. Because any reason why you would say no needs to be improved. You know, like maybe you're landing there for the wrong reason. Well, fine, then let's 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 hone in on that and get you to the right page instead. You know, like whatever the reason is, there's something to be fixed if there's an a lot of no answers on helpfulness, you know? Right. Yeah. And right now we only have yes, no. It would be super cool if we could get a little bit more. Yeah, tell us why. Yeah. Yeah. It was a it was a fun little WordPress journey where I, you know. This occurred to me, and then I started Googling around for it because some, you know, you've been around the web long enough, you just know what solved problems are going to be. This Mm -hmm. a WordPress plugin for helpfulness of docs is just one of those things where you can just bet your (laughs) bottom dollar is going to exist. And I found at least two. You know, I can't remember the exact research, but the first one I tried was what Marie is describing. It was a kind of thumbs up, thumbs down usefulness vibe. But then also had a why. Like as soon as you voted, there was a text area that came up and you could you could write something. I think that would kick ass because mm-hmm. you're. it's very likely that your brain in that moment has the reason and you might be willing to share it. And that is gold for us. The, the problem was I just could not figure out why the damn WordPress plugin didn't work. I tried and tried and tried. I contacted the author. I, you know, was debugging stuff as deeply as I could, and I just could not get the dang thing to work. And it's sad because that plugin ruled. So instead, we're using a a plugin that only supports the, you know, the yes and no, and we get those aggregate numbers. And it's okay, but I would replace it in a heartbeat with one that had integrated feedback. We could also build it ourselves. You know, we're developers mm-hmm. around here, but it's just sometimes yeah, stuff like this. Couple. You need to. <laughs> Sometimes you just need, you know, built-in solutions. And, uh, you know, that's the kind of developers we are sometimes. We, you know, we reach for lots of open source things to make our work easier. And we don't, we're not a WordPress plugin company. We're a code pen making company, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> but it has been useful and I don't regret it. And we're going to improve it over time. But that, so that's that notch down level of support is just make sure our docs are really good. And now we have slightly better tools to make those docs better, which is great. I mean, you published a new doc today. So I we did. do we do respond to like, oh, this is support. And it does seem like, you know, the better you make your docs, the more you push your docs, you're doing that thing where you're pushing people towards that instead of your human powered support. But but we're not quite there yet. Like you if you hit, hit the support button, the first thing you see is a form. So mm-hmm. it's like yeah. we're not hiding and, it. And I do think that people have a preference for finding the answer quickly. You know, I I don't think that people are like super, super put off by the idea of having to look at a couple things first real quick. You know, it it, it can make it so that you have found your answer in five minutes instead of waiting, you know, 20, (laughs) you know, to get a reply. So, 
you know, um, I, I am, I am excited about making things more useful and, and more searchable and just, you know, making sure that we really have everything documented that could be documented. We've, we've done pretty well and we have seen, like, we've been measuring how well the documentation performs, like how likely someone is to put in a support ticket after visiting the docs and the docs actually do okay. Like if you do actually go to the docs before, you know, on the yeah. support page, we get fewer tickets from the group that has actually checked out the docs. So they do okay. Mm-hmm. But I definitely think that they could they could be improved. It's it's something that can always be worked on. Always, yeah. 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 One thing that I've been thinking about and I've been kind of wondering about, you and I have discussed this a little bit. Um, I do wonder if some kind of community support would be useful for pro members where it's not like um, a forum necessarily, but maybe something like a discord or something like that where people mm-hmm. can where people can talk to each other and could talk out code problems with each other. You know, like I, I do wonder if that would be something that pro members would be interested in. Um, that could be something that we could think about in the right. future if, if there was some interest in it um i'm all about it but there but that's just a gut instinct you know we definitely need to like think it out more closely because we all know are painfully aware that if you put a public chat thing on the internet <laughs> that right then something bad's gonna happen yeah <laughs> you know it's just gotta be yeah. mo- it's just gotta be moderated you know i i do play a video game that i have a disc you know discord's roots were very video gamey but i've seen it expand totally. a lot more than that where you have to like type a command in the game and that auths your discord stuff so that's going to be work hmm. so i w- but it's interesting cuz then your character in the game is tied to your discord so that there's this one to one between bad behavior in either place and consequences in in both right. places yeah so if you had to like auth with your with your pro profile or something you know that there's something at risk for for bad behavior i wouldn't be that worried about it. i think we could we could make it happen it's just we need to be extra careful because our community is extra big yes exactly and and you know when you are creating a situation where people can direct message each other and stuff like that things can get weird in a real hurry so yeah. so that's something that you know we have to be very thoughtful about and so it, it is a, it is something that has slowed us down in that regard. Like we have certainly thought about it, but then again, it brings us back to that's, that's kind of almost like a staffing issue because it's like, we, there's only eight of us. Like we're not, our, our human selves are not on 24 seven and wouldn't be able to necessarily moderate it every single day. So, so those types of things kind of, you know, it's still something that we would need to really think out, but it's also something that we would consider if there was interest. We just yeah. don't know if there's interest. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that what's the, is limiting it to pros too restrictive or is that still cool some way? I, I don't know, but I have some ideas for dipping our toes in it. So I think we're going to be there before we know it kind of thing. Yeah. Um, that's a great idea. Even the like webinar thing is still compelling to me, even though I'm like kind of the perfect person to do it and haven't gotten around to it with any kind of regularity, but having a thing where it's like Friday's at two, hop into the thing and we'll chat. And and yeah. then it's useful content whether whenever you listen to it, but also as kind of a, a real time way to talk to users in that way. Yeah. A thing I've seen, which I actually I kind of think is interesting, this is a little newer, is the idea of like the pre recorded thing where the video is pre recorded, but the people in it are in the chat you know so you could like talk so that type of thing i think might be handy and that's another situation where people could also be speaking directly to each other 
which might be worthwhile. But yeah, again, like we don't know if there's interest in that or right. if that's something that, that people would find useful. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's part of I the reason there's a per, podcast, there's a stage of the company where eventually you get to a point where th- doing experimental stuff like that makes more sense than it does right this minute at CodePen, you know? Right, yeah. Where you're just at a different stage, like I said. So, okay, the human touch stuff at the high end of the spectrum, notch down from that is maybe live communication thing between users. Then there's docs. Then there's even stuff like FAQs. Like you can put FAQs before a support form because it's 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 a form of docs, but it's more like I know what you're going to write because we're the people with 10 years of data on what people write into this thing about. Mm-hmm. So you answer those five at the top and hopefully people see them. That's been tried and is pr- probably useful. I, you know, that's a hard one to measure, but... It feels like you get less tickets for the FAQs once mm-hmm. you have them. And then way down, my favorite kind, though, is the is anything at all contextual. Is yeah. something went wrong and we tell you exactly why the second it did. You know, is it our fault? Is it your fault? Is it a syntax error? Is it, you know, and because because a lot of what happens on CodePen is coding. If we were to hide errors of any kind, that's going to be support. But if we show you what's wrong, if we try to help you fix it, if we be contextually helpful as possible, we're just going to hear less about it and it's going to be more satisfying to you. So it's quite a wide spectrum of stuff. Um, But then again, remember the title of this podcast, How Can We Help You Better? You you know, please tell us, you know, if if there's stuff we haven't thought of, uh, we want to know. That's right. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. You know, look, as far as just to make the call to action as clear as I can, the best possible way probably is just email and it's support at codepen.io. So rather than having a CTA and having you not even know how to how to act on that, email is is probably the best way. But we'll take it wherever you can get it, including Twitter or whatever else. Okay. I guess that's it. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye bye. See ya. One